Welcome to the Big Talk Small Vertical Podcast. I'm Bre- I'm Dallin. I almost said I'm Bryce. I'm Dallin. I'm Bryce, for real. And we have a special guest with us. It was supposed to be Graham Goodman, but he, he like he does most seasons, didn't show up during the playoffs. And uh, instead, we have a call-in guest. And it's Trevor Evans, <laughs> manager of... of uh, What's my team name? Dunks. Uh, Dunkman gets paid. Dunkman. That's what we are. When you change every year, it's hard to remember what you are. We understand. Yes. And this this past season was a wild one, so you know I didn't go all the way with that name, and it's uh, it's, it's hard on me. Uh, you didn't go all the way, and it's hard on you. You said both of yes. those things. Um, so doesn't like that one either. And another technical foul. And this was one Duncan. Duncan's out of the game. He's pulled Duncan out of the game. We got a good, we got a good episode for you tonight. Uh, tonight, today, tomorrow, whatever you listen to this. I, I happen know. to think all the episodes are good. Yeah, but well, I gotta say that each time. It's a tease. Oh, okay. It's a radio tease. I just uh, assumed it was implied at this point. We've got a, a track record of success. It's dependable. Um. So we, uh, we do have a, a news segment today. Uh, the meat of the podcast will be discussing a season in review, a Wonders and Blunders Part 3 uh, for Boom Shakalaka and for the Super Zombies. Um, Bryce. Oh, and then, of course, we have the mailbag at the oh, end. Absolutely. Go ahead. Newsroom. It's, it's, it's kind of a complicated three-way trade, so hold on tight. Although you probably already know it because it happened. A week ago. And there was an emergency podcast that described it in detail. There was. Um, so basically, the trade was East Mesa Trading Company giving up. Dunkman gets paid 21 first rounder and his own 23 first rounder and received Tyler Hero, Jaw Dog second rounder, Broken Walls 23 second rounder, and then Jaw Dogs removed the protection on the pick that was owed to the East Mesa Trading Company. Um, Jaw Dogs received. Dunkman gets paid 2021 first and East Mesa Trading Company's 23 first rounders, as well as a couple second rounders from the Yaming Dynasty. And he gave up Clay Thompson and removed the protection from the pick. Broken Walls received Tyler Hero and some second rounders. Oh, Clay Thompson. Oh, Gabe, I apologize. Gave Tyler Hero the second rounders and a couple more second rounders and then another second rounder and received Clay Thompson. So. Yo, yo, so that's what, four weeks in a row now? Four weeks in a row. Um, yep. By, by my count, that's three wins and a loss for the East Mesa Trading Company. Majority wins. I, um... I don't know. I, I thought that Jaw Dogs did a really nice job in trading an older player who's probably more named than production at this point and getting two valuable draft picks. One of them. I finally know what J stands for. From this moment forth, I will be known as Homer J. Simpson. Um, I think that that 
there's actually this led to another interaction in which I made a lunch bet with Taylor about that 2023 first round pick, whether it was going to be in the lottery or in the playoffs. I had to give up odds. So if you miss the playoffs in 2020, 2021, I receive a free lunch. And if you make the playoffs, yes, if you make the playoffs, I owe Taylor 14 lunches. If I make the playoffs? If you make the playoffs in 22-23. I really want to make the playoffs just for that. You have no ability to make the 20. (laughs) When I first proposed um, odds on the bet, I was thinking we would settle on me betting $1,000 against his $1, and I would still count it as a win because it's a free dollar. Yeah. So 14 to 1 is a, a steal. Um, so that, that Anything can happen. Anything can break. In 2023, to Taylor, know that I'm doing everything to get you 14 free lunches. If if you are trying – if you're doing I don't any, think I will. If you're doing anything to make the playoffs the in 23, there. then you are not going to be making the playoffs until 2033. <laughs> I think you need to stay the course, my friend. Yeah. Um, no, I thought Jay did a really nice job. I thought Ben Frederick, Broken Walls, did a really nice job. Gave up very little of value, in my opinion, and got somebody who can immediately help his team. I don't know how. Oh, yeah. Here comes Kool-Aid. Here comes Kool-Aid. I'm going to save the day. It's hard for me to predict when there's a break. Oh, yeah, no. That, that's, that's fine. Um, no, Clay might be a little shaky coming off the ACL, but he's had a little extra time because the season's going to be starting a couple months late. So we'll see. And then um, East Mesa Trading Company, I just don't think they got very much. Um, I don't really value. Yeah, I don't. I don't really value Tyler Hero. Um, that protection that was removed, it's okay, but I don't really value that very much. And then the second rounders, I don't really value those much either, especially a team that's going to be picking the first round so much. I don't know how often those second rounders are even going to be used. I think they'll frequently end up in the trash. Yeah, that's what I, going into past drafts, noticed that uh, these second rounders that are being scooped up in bunches, they often go unused. And looking back at past trades, I'm like, oh, well, that, I don't know any specifics, but it's kind of like, oh, that trade was basically done for trash, <laughs> for nothing. I don't know. So yeah. I have noticed that I think with the true. second rounders. Because are you going to drop, you know, four guys or five guys from your team you have now? Maybe, maybe not. But Yeah. I uh, I, te- I don't think I've ever wasted – me personally, I know others have, but I don't think I've ever wasted a second rounder, uh, whether I traded it uh, and then like, oh, I'm not going to draft anybody, so let me trade a second rounder plus a player I don't want for somebody's second rounder next year, and then I just, you know, have another piece. To but your, your attitude towards the draft is shifting now versus what it used to be because in the mm-hmm. past you, you would often not have first rounder. Yeah. Whereas in the future, you're going to have one, two, three first rounders. Yeah. You know? I've got four yeah. likely lottery picks in the next two years. Um, really? Oh. I got, well, I mean, depends. Maybe a couple a couple this year, a couple next year? Yeah. Well, there's Jay and Ben Ells this year. And the next year, they're both kind of maybes. And that's Ben Frederick and Brandon. Yeah. Um, but likely, you know, a good chance that I've got four lottery picks in the next uh, two years. Uh, 2023 is far enough away. My theory is I'll trade back into that draft later. Um, I mean, it's a valuable piece, but I do have faith in Tyler Hero. Um, others don't. It's a gut thing. Got to take a gamble once in a while. Kid bite me, but I'm, whatever. 
I'm looking here, Dallin. Last year, you, you uh, had three second-round picks and picked up Aaron Holiday with uh, Ben F's pick, Seth Curry with Josh's second pick, and Nikhil Alexander-Walker with Rainbow Riders pick. And none of them really panned out for me. Right, yeah. Well, we can't all draft Troy Brown Jr. I told you I had a nightmare in, like, the week leading up to the draft that you drafted Troy Brown before I got him. Yeah. It, uh, do, I, do I scare you that much, Bryce? That you're you did, you did then because I really wanted Troy Brown and now he looks great. Yeah, he looks all right. I don't remember if anyone bet me lunch that Troy Brown would outperform Tyler Hero. I kind of think maybe somebody did. Maybe he didn't get a whole lot of minutes this year towards the end, but I mean, he's really shown himself in the playoffs. And I liked Tyler, I liked Tyler Hero going into last year. I had him high, high on my draft board. I would have held on to him, but um, this the regular season he was kind of meh. Um, but I, I still think there's more there. He didn't, he didn't get like a whole set of minutes. You want to hear a fun fact? Sure. I have a longer wingspan than Tyler Hero. <laughs> um, That's a fun fact. It's also I have a span of wall in my apartment that is exactly six feet three inches. So, anyway, two fun facts. There you go. Uh, so you would declare Jay the inevitably winner of the, of the trip. I think both Jay and Job Dogs and Broken Walls both did really well. Like I say, I, I, I look at the stuff that Broken Walls gave up, and I don't really see anything that I would really value there. It's Hero and a bunch of second rounders. Second rounders I don't care about. Hero I don't care about. So to me, he got something for nothing, and that's an easy win there. Yeah. Sound drop is that I heard it on the emergency pod, and I was like, I, I don't understand the reference to this. So that's a sound drop that I'm calling Happy Beat, and I play it when people win trades or when uh, somebody feels good about themselves, or if somebody okay. should feel good about themselves. It's uh, it's on YouTube. It's called Free Happy Type Beat, and it's just a picture of Winnie the Pooh playing a trumpet. Um, but that's fantastic. But. <laughs> But I, but I like it for declaring a winner of a draft, of a trade. Okay, and that makes sense. I mean, it, it's got a happy beat vibe to it. Yeah, it's like it's like, hey, this is any, your this is your deeper. Like, is this some pop culture reference I'm nope. like, not getting? Nope, no All pop right. culture reference. It's just, uh, hey, I hope you feel good about yourself, winner. That's great. Um, the meat of the podcast, um, unless we have anything more to, about the trade that we want to no. discuss. I did want to point out, um, you had three second rounders last year. I also made three second rounders, which means between you and I, we made up two thirds of the second round of the draft last season. And the only player kept on was Troy Brown. Yes. Of the six players drafted. Yes. Um, Robert, I mean, there were other, Robert Williams was drafted and well, between you, and me. but yes, between me and you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and even like Robert Williams, Benson dropped, Goga, Kevin dropped, but they're both owned now. But yeah, second round is tough to find value. It's possible, but it's tough. So the meat of the podcast is, well, how do, what order do you want to go in? We got Boom Shakalaka. Boom Shakalaka first. He finished first, so he. Oh no, no, no. The other way. Flip flop. Yeah. Boom Shakalaka is the headliner. Okay, so then that would make uh, the Super Zombies. Correct. All right. So without further ado, let's begin the show by starting it.
number one for surviving zombie land? Cardio. All right, so we'll start out with Ben Levitt's draft. He didn't have any preseason trades. Um, his luck in the, the lottery continued. Mm-hmm. That guy's gotten – he's had some, some very I'm good sh- luck. I think I'm just going to not show up to the draft and just let him draft for me. Uh, well, I mean, it didn't take a whole lot of – a whole lot of work to draft Zion number one, but he had he made two picks in the first round. Number one Zion Williamson and number seven Kobe White, um, both of which were good picks. I yeah, I mean I'd still take Zion number one out of that draft. Um, I, and Kobe I, is maybe number three out of the draft, maybe I think number I'd four. Have John Morant. Really? Yeah. Okay. I figure we can let's let's explain. I just don't trust Zion's health going forward. I think I think Jaw will be just fine, and I think he's he, he did Jaw did way more than I thought he would do. When Zion was out there, it was amazing, but I don't know about his free throw percentage. I don't know about his knees. I don't know about I don't know. I think Jaw's impact on the game is a little bit. Uh, maybe it's not better, but I think he's just got more durability, and he. I mean, he's a double double, and assists are hard to come by at that at that rate. That's a bold as, claim. As someone who you know, has players with injuries to their lower bodies historically in Eric Bledsoe and uh, an injury in Embiid that nobody thought he would ever come back from and a team that doesn't value free throw percentage very high, I would want Zion. I would, I would welcome 100%. him. 100%. <laughs> there are, we've talked about it, but like there are a lot of players who were injury prone and then stopped being injury prone. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't I'm worried less about the knees and more about him just being fat. Yeah, I think that's where I'm coming from. Like, he seems less athletic now than he was a year ago. And whether that's injury or just not being in shape. And I just, like, I I found it much easier to stay in shape at 20 than at 30. Yeah. So that worries me. Um, We do have some people who do improve their bodies, you know, going from, like, Age twenty one to twenty two to twenty three. You know, oh, like absolutely! Like and some other Porzingis. guys. Porzingis. Yeah, I mean those are slightly different things because it was going from too skinny to putting on weight, rather than true. going from too heavy to trimming down. But it's certainly possible. I'm gonna put the over under at two years for Zion to lose Gatorade and pick up McDonald's as sponsors. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, he's an interesting player, though. Um, he finished 187th on Basketball Monster, um, 140 on Yahoo. It's largely because of the free throw percentage. The free throw percentage was really bad, and there was a lot of them. I know with Ben, he's kind of considering punting free throw going forward, and I think Zion kind of necessitates that. He's got a lot of other centers who you would think make free throws, but they really don't. Um, Jaron Jackson at 75%. Wendell Carter at 74%. Markinen makes them well, but he's only shooting about three a game. Even Jason Tatum, who I think most people imagine is a really positive free throw contributor, he makes 81%, but he's only shooting 4.7. So it's just – it's no, he's a jump shooter. And so he doesn't get to the line. Zion, on the other hand, 64 at um, seven and a half free throws a game almost, 7.4. That's a lot of free throws to miss. Um, Do you think Zion's afraid of the of the free throw line? No, I think he's 
just not very good at shooting free throws. This is Zion, and we are not um, no, I think he's probably just not that good at it. His uh, his free throw percentage in college was an identical sixty four percent. So that seems like a pretty repeatable number, I guess, which is not really what you're looking for. But he uh, he has the ability to impact the, the game in a lot of other ways. The field goal percentage was through the roof at 58%. So if you do shift over to a, a free throw punt, you've got a, a strong field goal percentage guy really boosting that up and gives you the ability to kind of get goofy with some of your, your other ads because he carries so much weight there. One of the big problems with Zion, though, was his lack of defensive stats. Um, this year, 0.7 steals, 0.4 blocks. And that's not consistent with what he did in college. In college, he was really good. Um, 2.12 steals and 1.97 blocks. Jeez. Those are huge numbers. If he, if he got yeah, back he to 2-2. Two two, so if he was doing that, if I saw that this season, I would have, I would have never made my John Morant comment. Yeah. And that's one of those things that's largely dependent on athleticism. Mm-hmm. So if the athleticism is diminished – Short term, we can see him get back to two, three defensive stats a game. But will it? I don't know. There is yeah. there there is a little bit of uncertainty for a guy who is kind of seen as a can't miss prospect. There's some uncertainty, especially with those defensive stats for fantasy. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. He could still very well end up one of the elite fantasy players, especially in a free throw punt because yeah. of those defensive stats. The rebounds are fine. The assists are fine. He's going to be on the ball enough, and he's not a bad passer. Only 2.1 assists per game this year in 28 minutes, but I think that could get up there. I think I, I, he makes smart passes. So, Trevor uh, and Bryce, do you guys think that Zion is the type of player that will become a uh, top five fantasy aspect in the next, say, two years, three years? Overall, no, because of the free throw percentage. But for a free throw punt, it's certainly possible. What do you think, Trevor? Um, I think he can. I mean, also with that caveat of the free throw, if he improves that, which he's, I mean, he shot the same amount in college, he said, Bryce. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, Hassan Whiteside was a top five player in a free throw build, free throw build punt for me. And punt, build, whatever you say. And, uh, yeah, and I think on the right team, Zion can be that as well. I mean, that's really the only thing physically that's holding him back, I mean, apart from his weight, if that becomes an issue. But as term, uh, in terms of skill, I think he has all the tools apart from free throw. Maybe I like John Morant because of those sweet tail green Grizzly jerseys. I just really like those jerseys. I like the right. I, I I do, and they are great. I also like their regular jersey, the blue, the blue on blue. Blue on blue is nice. And it's my favorite court in the NBA because they put the wood in the other direction. Yeah, it's a nice court. Which is very eye catching. What else? What else is uh, uh he got going on? So he drafted him and Kobe White. Ooh, I wish I had that sound drop. The sound drop. Wow. <laughs> yes. That one. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's love. Crazy. That's love, bro. Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll work on that in the future. I like Kobe White, kind of. I traded him for Luke Kennard and two first-round picks. 
Which two first round picks? I think it was Taylor's. A couple of Taylor's picks. Eh, I'm okay uh, with that. Um, Kobe, like Kobe. Kobe was he was interesting. He was more of a second half player. I worry that he maybe doesn't have a position. Like he's point guard size, but he doesn't really play like a point guard. I don't know if he can guard two or three teams. No, he's. I I, I worry that he's Jordan Clarkson, uh-huh. and and I don't want that. Or a less athletic Marcus Smart. Well, no, because he's never going to defend like that. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's kind of what I was getting like, at. Oh, yeah. I mean, Marcus Smart's defined by his defense. If you took yeah. that away, he's not very good. But but he does have the ability to do stuff. Um, it, it's tough. I'd probably rank him off the top of my head fourth in the cl- in the draft class, maybe third. It's kind of between he and Brandon Clark, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to pull up the draft and do that real quick. But. but in about 26 minutes, he's at 13 points, 2.03s, which is a nice number from a rookie, 2.7 assists, which is a nice number, but not really from a point guard, 0.7 steals, but playing regular minutes, I assume that would be up to about one. The real problem is the field goal percentage at a hair under 40%. That's tough to swallow. But that's just like – Typically, it takes point guards a year or two to get good. And so I look at the field goal percentage and I look at the assists and I think, oh, that, it might just be he's a rookie point guard and rookie point guards struggle. So the notable names from the draft, uh, we've got Zion, John Morant. They're top four, I would think. One and two. Um, next couple guys drafted R.J. Barrett, DeAndre Hunter, Darius Garland, Jared Colbert. Anything there that's top four? Maybe Barrett. If I punted free throw, I would be more interested in Barrett. Then you've got Kobe White, Jackson Hayes, Rui Hachimura, and Cam Reddish to round up the top ten. So maybe Cam Reddish. Um, I take I take White over Reddish. Hachimura. I take White over Hachimura. So the top four. Well, uh, Brandon Clark. Oh yeah, he was there. I yeah, but Brandon Clark's good. I like Brandon Clark. Yeah. Oh, and Tyler Hero. That's top four for me. So. I would take. Who would you rather have, Kobe White or Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero. Okay, Trevor. Um, I think I might want Kobe White. I think I'd take Kobe White too. Kobe Tyler Hero mm-hmm. suffers from the hype train. Um, the stats, lunch, you know. Lunch bet that Hero finishes higher than Kobe White next year. No, I don't feel that passionately about it. <sighs> okay. If you want Troy Brown, I'd take that. I don't know. Maybe. I feel very passionately about Troy Brown Jr. <laughs> um, all right. So that was his draft. Any yeah. other comments on White? Or? No, it's a good draft. Um, like I say, Kobe, he doesn't have Kobe White anymore. Jay. Jay does. Uh, which is a nice – if I were rebuilding, Kobe White is a player that I would value. Yeah. It's it, He's by no means a guarantee, but he's a nice piece to own. Mm-hmm. So – Really, a very good draft to go in this draft. So Kobe and find White, value at both spots. As we'll find out later when we go through transactions, that turned into Thomas Bryant for him. I don't like Thomas Bryant very much. So we'll get we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that. What what about his uh, transactions? Transaction. I said he didn't have any preseason moves, but he did. On July sixth, he traded Gary Harris and number ten plus a couple second rounders to Trevor here for Eric Bledsoe. Was that to Trevor? No. No, he got He got Eric Trevor from, from the other that's co-host how I, that's here. That's how I got Gary Harris. Yeah. So Harris, number 10, and some seconds. Yo, ho, yo, ho, Never forget. Never. 
it's tough to keep them all straight. For Eric Bledsoe, um, I don't know. And I don't remember how Trevor got Eric Bledsoe. We'll get over that later. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I remember how. On June, on what January thirtieth. Yeah, but that's how I gave him Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. I don't really have a strong opinion on that trade, honestly. They're both kind of shaky players. Number 10 pick in the draft doesn't mean much to me. I'm not sure who that became. Did but... I make that pick? Trevor, do you have it in front of you? Do you know if I made that pick at number 10? Um, or traded, did I trade that? I you I traded think. it to Josh, and you picked up Jackson Hayes. Oh, that's yep. right. Yeah. I so, traded 10 for a couple second rounders. That's right. Yeah. Um, it is kind of a win-now move. Eric Bledsoe struggled this season. But I still kind of like him. I know he gets a lot of grief because he has a lot of flaws, but he's also really good at some things. Um, so I like it. Gary Harris, I think his value was pretty low at the time. He didn't do a whole lot this year, but I would feel more confident in Gary Harris right now than I did, you know, at the midway point or even at, at the time of the trade. Yeah. So it's a solid trade. I, I I don't know. Give everybody a C, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah that's right when – he was thinking he was going to compete this year. Yes, that that was a, 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 a let's compete this year. For Ben. For Ben, yeah. Um, but um, Bledsoe's still not that old. He can still give you another year or two. And I think he, he might be ready to compete this season or this upcoming season. We'll kind of go over general thoughts. But continuing on, his next trade was January 30th where he traded away Eric Bledsoe and received Norman Powell. And a uh, 2021 first. That's how I got him. Yep. That sounds right. So, yeah, he traded him to me. Uh, this was one of my last-ditch moves to, you know, get rid of – to boost my threes and some other categories, points maybe, um, to compete against Taylor and some other teams who were buying up all Dallin's uh, – top-ranked players, so I kind of saw this window of if I need to win, I need to go for it now, and I need to get rid of some younger players and some draft picks to get some some higher uh, octane players. Dallin's a nicer guy than me. If I had been running the soundboard, I would have played the sad trombone when you, <laughs> whenever you talk about making win-now trades to win the title that never actually happened. Yes, yes, that'll haunt oh. me. The rest of my life. And you also gave up a 2021 first, um, which I think you're a very good team, but I, I, I do worry that some of your guys are a little untrustworthy, so we'll find out. But it's not nothing, that's for sure. And it's been passed around a couple more times since then. So I guess, if nothing else, it's just grease for other trades, including the right. one that was made a week ago. Mm-hmm. But Norman Powell's kind of interesting. I was looking over his numbers um, going back to 15-16, he was ranked 291, 249, 364, 232, and then last year number 71. So he made a huge jump over after four straight years of just being bad. He became pretty darn good. Yeah, I, he was one that I think I picked up a couple times off of the waiver wire, and there were some key injuries. Um for him to get playing time and to kind of shine. And he was, you know, killing it there with steals and some other categories and blocks for a while. So he, he definitely was helping my team, but 
then got injured, was, you know, off on and off, I believe. But nice little player. All right, so I agree. I think Norman Powell did a lot for you. Um, Bryce, what, what else do you have on that? Well, I was looking at him, and I thought maybe the reason he's just producing so much more is because of the minutes. But I was looking at the per 36-minute numbers, so normalizing for minutes. He still made a big jump. Started out 156, 212, 346, 190, and then last year, number 83. So he was just a better player. And I think part of that may maybe wasn't an increased role but or an increased minute in minutes, but an increase in role. Because prior to that, he'd been playing next to Kawhi Leonard or he'd been playing next to DeMar DeRozan. And now all of a sudden with those guys gone, he's just has more responsibility. And so even though I'm looking at four bad years and one kind of good year, the kind of good year seems like it might be a sustainable trend. Yeah. Um, any faithful Josh Lloyd listeners will have been hovering and watching Powell on their waiver wires for years. He, ta- he talks about oh, it. Yeah. Um, I think he played at UCLA with a guy that I liked better, and so I was never that into him. Jordan Adams, maybe? Maybe. I didn't know you were into guys, Bryce. I'm into <laughs> NBA draft prospects. I'm super into NBA Sorry. draft prospects. I shouldn't make jokes like that. Um, all right. Well, anything else about that trade? Because I think that's good. I like Norman Powell. I think uh, I think I liked it for both managers. I think Eric Bledsoe has a lot left to offer, especially for a title-tending team. And Norman Powell's just the kind of guy that maybe you want a few years younger, maybe healthier in budding. I don't know about his age, but maybe he fits Ben's timeline. I think he's like 27, 28, somewhere in there. Um, but he's a major part of what Toronto does. If you watch Toronto in the playoffs, they're – I was watching one game. I think he played like the last quarter and all of overtime as well. He's just, he's a, he's a really important player. So when I used to work for GoDaddy, uh, we, uh, GoDaddy has lots of different versions of their websites for the different countries um, that they, the website's part of. I went to Toronto's website to help somebody with something once, and there was a Toronto Raptor number 43 on their homepage for the, for the, for our company. Took me for like took me like ten minutes to figure out it was Norman Bell. That was like a year, like two years ago. So it's a weird player to have as your favorite player. I was like, wait, Toronto? Why don't they just do Kawhi? Or oh, they couldn't no, get it's Kyle Lowry. Yeah, the, get, the right answer is Kyle Lowry. They couldn't get Kyle fan. Lowry, but they could get Norman Powell. Well, good for Norman Powell. So, um, what other transactions do you have? Any trades or? Uh, yes, later that day, he same took day. same day. He took that um, dunk man twenty one first. Coupled it with this couple coupling requires two. That's that's sure. Um, combined it with Kobe White and Goga to get Thomas Bryant and uh, G League Dynasty 2022 first round pick. That's right. Um, I don't really like that trade very much. I like the first trade better. I just don't think Thomas Bryant's very good. So I got rid of Thomas Bryant and it allowed me to get. Uh, Luke Kennard, two first-round picks, and Goga, essentially. I don't really like Goga very much. I just don't think he's good enough to see minutes. I think I think even the good version of Goga is probably only about 20 minutes a game. Well, on a rebuilding team, every player on my team is about, just about is a project. Yeah. So I'm just kind of seeing. That's reasonable. And it's, it's kind of nice that he can – I think he'll be able to stretch the floor better. So if he's like Zubach, but he has three-point shooting – 
that was worth it. Yeah, I'm skeptical, but maybe. His, his goatee kind of makes him look like a gypsy or a pirate, and I like that. Oh, okay. Um, it was so, a nice piece of business getting that first-round pick, though. Because yeah. the, the 22 draft might be a double draft, so it yeah. could be super deep. We don't know. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably – I think G League Dynasty is still good that season, so I don't think it's a, a it's lottery pick. Draft, but if it's a double draft – and who knows when Chris Paul stops being really good. Yeah. Like that can, well, that any can team happen. could fall out of the playoffs in a year, depending on injury or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have the picks, you've got a shot. Um, Trevor, any comments on that trade? Well, can you run through it again? Because I did a lot of wrangling. Dunk Man 21 first, Kobe White and Goga for Thomas Bryant and the G League Dynasty 22 first. Any thoughts I on that? No. Um, Goga, I I honestly uh, didn't follow that very well. Goga, he got Goga and sent away Kobe White. No, I got so he gave away Goga and he gave away Kobe White and your and the pick he got from you that afternoon, the twenty first first. Ah, and he got back Thomas Bryant and Taylor's twenty two first. Okay. Yeah, I Thomas Bryant is this player who I, I don't know much about. I never really follow him and seems to be a, a player that's talked about a lot, but he's just not on my radar at all. I don't know if that's just because of the centers I have on my team. I just, you know, I'm not interested. But yeah, I don't really know much about him. But, yeah, so I, I'm not quite sure on that pick and how I feel about it. If, if you like him. I'm not a big you Thomas Bryant fan. He's he's young, but I think Thomas Bryant's best years are like last year and maybe this year. But he's just such right. a poor defender that he's not going to get minutes long term. Yeah, so, from what I hear about him, just he, his spot on a roster isn't secure, and that worries me. Yeah, and it's it's never going to be secure because it's kind of like the Ennis Cantor stuff where. When he gets a ton of minutes, he puts up numbers, but his team's constantly trying to find someone to move him to the bench because they can't stomach the defense. Right. Um, towards yeah. the tail end of the season, they started playing Jan Mahinmi over him because Jan Mahinmi can actually defend, and so they could have a competent defense instead of the worst defense in the NBA. Right. Yeah. And then as for the pick, you know, um, yeah, it just takes some injuries and some declining players to make someone fall out of the uh, – playoffs especially with teams pushing up like kevin and maybe ben f this year but even um, if you have even if you have like the worst pick from the playoff teams you still have the number nine pick and in, in some, that was christoph's Porzingis. it was christoph's Porzingis. so well, yeah the number nine pick is not even that you know taylor is still in the playoff but say like chris paul gets hurt and things happen he's at the he's first place for the first three months and then he starts declining and barely yep. makes it into the playoffs that's still a good pick. But he also gave up the Dunkman 21 first. Which is a better pick. Which I would probably think is a, is a better pick. Just because it's a better draft? Or? Yeah, it's a better draft. Um, and it, it might not. If, if 22 ends up being the double draft, then I think 22 will be as good, if not better. Yeah. But for now, I'm not sure that that's going to happen. So for now, I think I would value the 21 draft more than the 22. Fair. Um. Any other trades for the old super zombies? No, sir. That's the extent of them. So waiver wire ad drops. Any, let's roll through those and find. He's got a bunch because he's kind of a streamer. As we learned last week. I uh, didn't. Did you not already know that? He's very. 
it's it's kind of odd that he streams so much while rebuilding, but I kind of like it because he's active. He's at yeah. It's like okay, I'm rebuilding, but that doesn't mean I, I have to care. just like I don't have to just sit here and lose all the time. But um, so he started out dropping PJ Tucker and adding Danny Green, which isn't terrible. Let's see. I don't even know what that is. Drops. Um, Svi Mihailuk. Svi Mikhail Halik. Mikhail Halik. Okay. Yeah. He was on my team for a while. Okay. I, I wish he were still went by Svidoslav. I just think it sounds better. Yeah. And I, I struggle more with the last name than the first name. So shorten the last name, not the first name. It's but, like, it's like, it's like Joel Mikhail from the soup. It's like Mikhail Halik. Okay. Yeah. Um, dropped Juancho Hernan Gomez, added Matisse Thibel. Ew, Wait, that's a good one. I'm not reading this right. None of those things. Disregard all of that. Trevor, what did you have for lunch today? Start regarding what I say. Today I had some eggs for lunch. You had breakfast for lunch? <laughs> yeah, a little brunch action you, you going sh on. You shouldn't let the clock tell you what you're hungry for and what tastes delicious, <laughs> I believe. All right. You can start regarding what I say now. Added Kendrick Nunn, which... I think it was kind of a nice move, but he should have sold a while ago. Because so I, I just don't think Kendrick Nunn's that good, but he's young. Yeah. And when he, when he had Buzz as like one of the best rookies, I think he probably had trade value. Well, I know I know at one point in the season I was making offers for him, but I wouldn't make those same offers now. So he had trade value at one point in the season. Yeah. Um, may have missed his window to sell high. Might still make that. I mean, he was first team rookie. Yeah. That, that, that might mean something. It doesn't mean much to me, but... Um, yeah, maybe dropped Malik Monk, added Cody Zeller. Screw Malik Monk. Okay. That was, that was <laughs> oh, I know it was. Dropped JaVale McGee, added Goga. Dropped Landry Shamit, added George Hill. Dropped George Hill, added Hamadou Diallo. Dropped Hamadou Diallo, added Corey Davis. Dropped Corey Davis, dropped, added Maxi Kleber. Dropped Maxi Kleber, added Glenn Robinson III. Dropped Cody Zeller, added Daniel Tice. Dropped Daniel Tice, added Tyus Jones. Dropped Tyus Jones, added Dwight Powell. Dropped Dwight Powell and added Seku Dumboya, whom he's he's kept and I know he still likes. Um, I'm not a big fan. He had like a hot couple weeks, but I'm not sure that he's really skilled enough to make a go of it. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. For a rebuild team, I would find him interesting. For a team that's kind of transitioning from a, a builder to a winner. I'm not sure that he really has a place there. He was uh, definitely on my radar going into the draft, and he, he was undrafted at our draft. Um, so I had him on my radar. Ben got to him first, which I was a little kind of bummed about, but then uh, that ended up allowing me to pick up the aforementioned Christian Wood from previous episodes. So all out. All's well that ends well. All's well that I'd much rather have Christian Wood. I think that uh, having Seku is fine for any rebuilding team. You know, you don't know what he's going to be, and no one knows really what Detroit's going to do, which direction they're going to go. They could very easily just hit the reset button and Seku's got to start rolling. I assume they will. I just don't know like what NBA skills he has. Yeah, I don't either. That's that. That's my concern. I think the minutes will be there if he can justify them. I just don't know that he's going to do enough with them. But Doomboya, is that a good name? It is a good name. Yeah. Um, carrying on, 
Dropped Danny Green, added Nemanja Bialica. My boy. Wait, is this Trevor's drop list or? Everyone, everyone gets a turn. I think he. I think Ben might still own Bialica, actually. Uh, he dropped him at the trade. Dropped. Yeah, I don't oh, think he yeah, had really dropped. Him. Drop. Dropped. Um, I mean, he was a double double machine. He'd, he did some nice get, things. If you were streaming, he he had some use. Yeah, yeah, perfect streaming guy, especially if you're going for boards or or points, which yeah. Yeah, just needs to get out of the way for Marvin Bagley's future. But next up, added Jalen Brunson, another classic Marvin streamer. Marvin Bagley needs to get out of Marvin Bagley's way for Marvin Bagley's future. That is true. Um, added Jalen Brunson, dropped Jalen Brunson, added Monte Morris, dropped Monte Morris, added Mo Wagner, dropped Glenn Robinson, added Jordan Clarkson, and then dropped Jordan Clarkson to add Kobe Bryant at the end of the season, which I did not realize would be possible, but he did it. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. They came out after his death and said you can now add him on your team, and kind of cool. I thought it was a, a cool move after the end of a, the abrupt end to the season. Wait, so he traded Kobe White, got Thomas Bryant, and retired Kobe Bryant. Yes, that is true. Wow, mesh of the two names. Wow, wow. Um, looking over his team, just like general thoughts. It seems to be like the story of his season was just a lot of players were disappointing, um, which, which which sounds kind of grim. But he was kind of positioning himself to start winning, and it didn't really happen because so many guys were just so much worse than what he expected and what, frankly, I would have expected. Um, he does have – four bulls on his team so that that could account to i think a lot of he was like that only, he almost had like the whole starting line it, it does, well he's he's got auto porter who pre- exactly oh, kobe white that's five yeah auto porter was preseason ranked 39 38 and finished at 127 so about 100 <laughs> spots worse thomas bryant preseason 69 finished at 113 wendell carter preseason 71 finished at 117 i'm open to offers for wendell carter Zion Williamson, preseason 60, finished at 140. Lowry Markkinen, preseason 43, finished at 109. Jaron Jackson, preseason 34, finished at 66. Even Thomas Sadoransky, preseason 106, finished at 144. Yeah, I mean, on paper, his, it's, his team could have been very competitive, but, yeah, just they did not live up to – that preseason ranking, unfortunately. Yeah, and like you can, you can kind of. I kind of, if I were him, I'd be kind of happy that if, if it's going to happen, that they all kind of have an off year, because it's frustrating when you're like competing and you have like one or two guys as an off year. You have like eight guys having an off year. You can just kind of count on that lottery pick and just kind of hold on tight, or trade that lottery pick away. Or trade that lottery to pick down. away. To down. <laughs> Um, but you can kind of explain away some of it. A lot of it, most of those guys were Chicago Bulls, and they had a pretty shaky coach. So if the system, if the offensive system's just better, then you can see a lot of these guys potentially take a step up. And they are pieces that don't really fit beautifully together. I think they need kind of a creative mind to figure out how Carter and Markinen play next to each other. You know, how do you play? Um, Kobe White and Zach Levine, if they're both kind of shooting guards, but not really. Yeah, like it's 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 gonna they're gonna need somebody who is kind of creative, and I think Billy Donovan, who got hired today, could do that. Like he, yeah, 
Yeah, like he's done some some interesting things at Oklahoma City with like yeah. a three point guard lineup, and so now he can try a no point guard lineup. See where that gets him. Yeah, maybe. Do you ever wonder what Shea Gilders Alexander will be without Billy Donovan there? No, no. no I just I just dream about what he'll be when Chris Paul's not there. But no, it, it was it was a really disappointing year, and hopefully for his sake, a lot of those guys turn around. Those are people that most of us really liked. Mm-hmm. So I still like Wendell Carter. Quite a bit. Don't you still? I mean, everyone still likes Jaron Jackson, Triple, right? Triple J, yeah. Jaron Jackson's yeah. great. He still struggles except with he, the fouls, but I was gonna say, except earlier you said he he can't really make a free throw, and then we all know he can't rebound. So he's, he's like a seventy-five percent, but he, he blocks a ton of shots and makes a ton of threes. Yeah. And I think he can fix the free throw. Not that Ben's necessarily going to be like in a position to care. I mean, with but, Zion and Montrezl Harrell, I mean, do you care about your free throw? No, probably not. Probably not. Um, but no, I, I think Jackson really has a very bright future. Yeah. It just it didn't happen this year. We'll see where it ends up. He he's kind of been dinged up with injuries. Carter's been dinged up with injuries. Otto Porter missed like the full season almost, and I don't even know what was wrong. It, it's there were a lot of injuries and some like like I said, some coaching stuff, and so I, I could see how this could turn around. Yep. Um was that all his ad drops? We did all of his ad drops. That was right? all of his ad drops. Any any other comments about uh, about Super Zombies from any any anyone? Yeah, I mean, he's kind of in the same situation, um, just on the opposite side of the coin as his name counterpart Ben F. I mean, he's got some young guys who he hopes perform well, um, perform to the ability that are you know expected to or that people pre-rank them at. Whereas Ben F, it's kind of the old guys that Hope. everyone wants to get back, you know. Hoping they can get back to their roots. Yeah, so interesting. Uh, I didn't really think about that until now. But, yeah, a lot of those rankings were pretty good. I mean, you have half your team in the top 50, 60, like it's a solid team. But, yeah, just didn't go Ben F's or, yeah, Ben L's way this, this time. Yeah, leave it to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce, any other? No, let's move on to the defending champion. Boom! It was kind of a lost year for him with Curry going down early, and so the team was kind of on cruise control. You know, you guys are watching last night. Thank you, guys. It means a lot. Thank you. We're talking about stuff. I had like 27-10 last night, and today, chicken curry. 54 points last week, and the next day, curry stew. Yep. Um, what, so, a great, what a great commercial. Yes. Um, um, but, yeah, I mean, curry goes down. Curry goes down. And, and you can't really recover from that one with this roster. Not really. Um, he was kind of, interestingly, making some, some moves towards getting younger. I guess he figured he had his title in the bag, and so it was time to start start getting younger. But he he made a pre or a, a preseason move, trading Drew Holiday and a 2019 second rounder for Malcolm Brogdon, number six in the 2019 draft, and then a couple of Yao Ming Dynasty second rounders. And that was another East Mason. Oh no, a, a second and a first. Yeah. So we got a, a 21 first from the Yao Ming, of the Yao Ming Dynasty and a 2020. So, yeah, three first-rounders um, and Brogdon for Drew Holiday. Yeah. That's 
at the time I was a little unsure about it, but honestly, I think it was just, it was a savvy move. Drew Holiday's just older than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. He's in his thirties now. He, he's good, but he's starting to decline. He's a player that's always been kind of dependent on his steals and steal rate. Something you see disappear as guys get older. And Brogdon was coming off a six, the sixty fourth ranked player last season. This year he was only eighty two. I don't know how well he fits with Oladipo. I think they kind of do the same thing. But still a good player in his prime. Yeah, Yeah, he came on really strong at the beginning of the year. But after an injury, I think that slowed him down a lot. But I I wasn't expecting Brogdon to come out of the gates as fast as he did. So, yeah, I mean, good good trade early on. 7.3 assists a game is a lot of assists to get. Um, So I, I think it was a pretty good move. It did hurt him a little bit last year because Holiday is better than Brogdon. But to get that draft capital, it's pretty nice. So he lost, uh, and let's not forget, prior to the season, Darren Collison retired. Yeah. Well, so and you lose him, and then you lose Drew Holiday, and you pick up Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, yeah. Well, and I don't know when. Curry goes down. I don't know when Blake Griffin. I don't know when Blake Griffin got hurt, but yeah. Blake Griffin was hurt. But so I mean, my point is, the returning title contender to lose all three of your point guards. Yeah. It's not. There, there there's, there's. A, a reason that he lost or um, didn't make the playoffs this year. Yeah, of the uh, I think six of the seven people who did bold predictions at the beginning of last year um, predicted the playoff teams, and every single one predicted Jordan to be in the playoffs. Um, and I mean, how could you? I mean, you know, he had a heck of a season, great win loss record the season prior, so. He was the number one regular season team that year, wasn't he? Um, I believe so, yeah. Regular I, be- season. I believe he was regular season champion and then league champion. That's... He he actually holds the record for – where did my most, records go? Most wins in a season? Um, let's see. Got to scroll down. For win percentage, so yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Holds the record for win percentage. Although Yahoo didn't save uh, from twenty uh, any of the. I pro- uh, I probably won it the fan tracks year, so we'll just give me the record. But Jordan can be the consensus no, number two I, choice. I did look up the fan tracks year. That's the only other history we have prior uh, for like you know point for rebounds in a season. Three pointers made in a season. Uh-huh. I'm going to start keeping track of those records because some people had some bold predictions of you know three pointers made this season or rebounds made. You're um, going to come back on the show and do a bold. Win percentage is, is actually one that I could track back to the beginning. So okay. yeah, of any season we've ever played, Jordan the year prior to this um, did have the highest win percentage. So we need to have a bold prediction show. Yes. I I'm preparing the document now. I just have to wait to see if the Lakers make it to the finals. I'm and not sure I can wait, but I guess I'll prediction. have to. What was the, what was that bold prediction? What's it hinging on? Who said what? Uh, ben Frederick said that the Lakers would make the finals. Okay, let's go Denver. Just a little teaser. All right, um, all right. So that what else is Jordan doing? This um, so we've got the. That was his offseason. The draft, he picked number six with the pick that he had traded for. He took DeAndre Hunter, who doesn't 
I kind of like DeAndre Hunter, but I don't know. He seems like he's more of a real-life player than a fantasy player. He didn't really do much. And then at number 14, with his own pick, he picked Rui Hachimura, another guy that I, I, I'm i not really a big believer in, Rui Hachimura. It wouldn't surprise me if he had a really nice season this upcoming season because Washington really values him. They seem to think very highly of him. I know in the bubble, a lot of what they did was just feed Rui to make him like the the, the star of the team that they sent to the bubble. Um. But I don't know. He doesn't doesn't do it for me. Um, so yeah, thirty. It makes, that that pick made sense to me. Kind of wanting to compete, having a pick in the draft. He was kind of the one who was touted as he's gonna get minutes this year. He's gonna score points and maybe put up some other stats. I think that's what um, I think that's what he said he, uh, on draft night. I remember him saying something along those lines, like, uh, "You know, these are these are the guys close enough to help me actually right. help me." Um, I mean, I, I, he was there when I drafted, but I obviously didn't take him. But of all the rookies, apart from, you know, the top three or four, um, he was the one on, that was most on my radar as oh, for a win-now team, if I were to take a rookie. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just don't think either of those two players is really built for fantasy. Neither one gives you many defensive stats. Neither one really gives you assists. Um, Hunter makes a lot of threes. Hachimura rebounds okay, but that's that's about it. I don't really value either one. But it was a tough draft, and at 14, Hachimura was a good pick. Yep. Yeah, I think those were the right picks for him to make if he was trying to win now. So, how much more to say about that one? Well, moving on to his ad drops, though. Started out dropping Rajon Rondo. Oh, no, that was for the draft. He dropped Rondo for the draft. Um, he only had one ad. He added Will Barton. And then at the end of the season, he dropped Bobby Portis. Okay. So like I said, the team was kind of on cruise control, but that was it. Um, I just hate Bobby Portis because he punched Nikola Mirotic in the face. And I think that may have been part of the reason why he left my team to go to Spain. Maybe. Well, because he, he was away from Bobby Portis at that point. He was up in Milwaukee. Yeah, but he's he's, he's too old for this shiz. You know? it, he's, he's, he doesn't want – he just can't put up. He was just tired of getting traded all the time. Yeah. He got traded like three times that year. Well, it's like you get traded all the time and half your teammates punch you in the face. It's like, you know. Right. And, and the way they that team handled that incident, I mean, that would kind of make me feel jaded about the whole – NBA culture, I yeah, guess. It was like, weird. Well, Miritich was their best player for a couple of years, and they just never played him. Anyways, should have won Rookie of the Year. I can get down. I can go down Miritich Road, and I won't. Um, back to Jordan. Back to Jordan. That, that's it. That's what Jordan's got. Um, I think that he's going to launch back up into contention next year. Really? Just yeah. the players get healthy, reset, let's go. Yeah. Um, some of it depends on Griffin, who I don't really depend think is very dependable. I don't know if he can figure out a way to trade him to broken walls for something. Well, if Detroit gives up, they might not even play him that much. Yeah, they, they, I don't know if he's got any value for trades yeah. within the NBA. But no, if you've got Curry, Harden, I really like Miles Turner. I like Spencer Dinwiddie pretty good. Um, I, I LaMarcus Aldridge is still getting it done. I think he's still a contender. Yeah. With 
DeAndre Jordan on the team, I know he was getting some run over Jared Allen, which, you know, our good friend Josh Lloyd was not all about. Do you think with the new signing of Steve Nash as the coach, we'll kind of flip the tables and give Allen more precedence, or do you think DeAndre Jordan will get the run? What does MV Steve do in Brooklyn? I would assume that Jordan will still play, but not enough to be relevant. And Allen will play enough to be relevant, but not enough to be really valuable. Like, I, I, I think that Jordan is playing in large part because Kyrie and Durant are buddies with him and they want him to play and he wants to play, but he's just not that good anymore. What is, what, if you're, let's uh, play a hypothetical. Uh, you're Jordan, you have DeAndre Jordan on your team, you're trying to win now. What do you do with DeAndre Jordan? I drop him. I, I just. You wouldn't trade him? If you can, but I don't see how you how you do. This year he played 22 minutes and put up 0.9 blocks, and I don't see either of those numbers being significantly higher. He's still good at rebounds. The field goal percentage still helps, um, 66%. On how many attempts, though? On not a lot, but it, it's still it's still valuable. What was that? Like a two week window. Yeah. To see how he does, how they play him. Like a really short leash. I guess it, it kind of depends. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to dropping him for the draft if Jordan feels like he needs to drop somebody for the draft, and that's that's the way to go. But I don't know. It's I don't think you're risking a whole lot if you drop him because he's not the type of player that I don't think is getting boom. He might yeah. just continue what he's doing. And well, that great. He was I mean, surprisingly high though last year, ranked number 116. He was high, or his ranking was high. I think it's fairly obvious what I meant, and I, I insist on not explaining using it. Using him just for blocks, because I mean, apart from Miles Turner, it's not a lot of. The rebounds are nice. It was ten rebounds in twenty-two where minutes. Is, is a lot. Where, to Trevor's point, where else is he getting these blocks? Da, da, da. Um, Jordan's yes, Lamarcus Aldridge, Miles Turner, Thaddeus Young, and DeAndre Jordan, DeAndre Hunter with Jordan. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. Ribbon. It um, kind of. Everyone he has two DeAndre's on his team. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, what are the odds? Uh, yeah, it's he doesn't have a lot of blocks. It's why, I, if I were him, I would just move away from the free throw punt that he's been and just lean into my point guards and maybe well, blocks you, just isn't terribly I, important. And really, I think he's probably already done that. Not to be too critical, I mean, he won a title, so who am I to judge? You're nobody. You haven't won a title. That's right. But I've always wondered – when you have Curry and Harden on your team, why have anybody that would hurt that free throw percentage? Well, and Jordan doesn't necessarily hurt the free throw percentage but, all that much. But he's had him on his team for three or four years. Yeah. Um, last year, Jordan was 14-4-1 in blocks, which was the fourth best record. Okay. But he was 12-7 and seven in free throw, which was the league's fourth best record. So... He's pretty pretty even at the two. Well, but, I mean, Curry wasn't even playing, so I would assume the free throws will come up. Yeah, that's fair. And it's kind of a weird place to get your block, but he doesn't hurt your free throw percentage that much anymore. I don't know. I've kind of talked myself into just keeping him around, (laughs) if I'm being honest. I think I've I've kind of talked myself into keeping him around. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see – to see how Steve plays. Is he going to pander to these stars on his team, or is he going to say... Well, you have to. Those guys are... 
running the show. And yeah. honestly, like, why wouldn't you? It, it, it would be crazy to show up and put, you know, Joe Harris ahead of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant in terms of, like, your priorities. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do think Jared Allen maybe won himself some credibility in the play or in the, in the bubble and in the playoffs, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with Deandre Jordan. They might just both play low twenties minutes. A lot of teams do that with their centers. I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Um, Allen, as much as people like him, he's got his flaws. When he's going up against bigger centers, he tends to get pushed around more than he needs to, more than he should. He's kind of weak. And so having Jordan as your muscle, it's not a bad thing. And like I said, I think I've officially talked myself into Jordan should keep. So um, who's the number three in Brooklyn then? Is it DeAndre Jordan? I think it's Spencer Dinwiddie, who Jordan also has. I think we're leaving anybody out? I mean, Karis Levert's fine. If he's your fourth option, that's fine, especially if he's coming off the bench. But I think I think Spencer Dinwiddie is a more important part of what they're doing. I think he's better than Levert. Um, it'll be. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get moved, which yeah. could which could certainly help. Spencer Dinwiddie has the ability to put up big numbers. So, so he has Dinwiddie. He has Dinwiddie. So yeah. He's got Dinwiddie. He's got Jordan. So, the Nets know. probably do have my favorite court in the league. Like you the like the gray? Like, I don't like the gray. Yeah, I like how it uh, – the unfortunate thing is it makes the opposing players pop when they're wearing their colors. But, yeah, it just kind of puts this gray hue. and then It, it does make the white the jerseys court, look better. It pops, and it, it's a cool-looking effect, I think. I like uh, – if we're talking about courts that we like, I'm going to go with Charlotte's court with the, per- mm. the, the blue key and the giant hornet. And, the, and like, the – Honeycomb. Honeycomb pattern. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. Anyways. Um, any other uh, transactions, ad drops here? No, that's Boom Shakalaka. That, there's no other ad drops? Nope. That's it. That's it. All right. Just the one. So he's just going to shoot for next year. Um, Curry gets healthy. Uh, DeAndre Jordan, if he keeps him, let's hope he gets some minutes. Um, and he's right back in the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Does he have a draft pick this year? He's got two. He's got his own, which is lottery, and then he's got yours. I believe. Well, we'll see what he does with yes. that. Pick, pick number nine. It, it He did kind of shift where he was getting younger, and maybe he wants to just kind of rebuild on the fly. It's a tough draft to do that in, I think, but we'll see what the lottery says. If yeah. he picks if he picks number one and number nine, there could very easily be some value there. Yeah. Or maybe he moves them for another piece, either young or old. You know who makes offers for extra picks? A so. guy with. How, you already have two picks. I already have two. I need three players though. I can, okay. I, can, I can use. The, I have three empty roster spots as of this moment in time. You don't have any second rounders that you want to spend. I've traded them. Okay. Well, there we go. Options for old Jordan. Old Jordan. Um, all right. I'm kind of jealous that he gets to be the reigning champion for two years. Did First, you do that? Uh, when you re- did you but yeah, re- but, yeah, but I had to earn it by winning twice in a row. When the Raptors. Have that? Yes, they were going to have that for a second this year with when they. NBA season was yeah. in jeopardy, but to no avail. Tough break. Um, well, if there's nothing else on that front, then we can go to the mailbag. And uh, 
See what we got waiting for us in there. Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wipe my tail. When it comes, I want to well. And this week's uh, mailbag question comes all the way to us from Trevor. Yeah, yeah we, get, we get live mailbag. and in-person mailbag. Uh, this is a follow-up mailbag from my original question from two weeks ago, maybe three episodes ago. Um, I wanted to know if you yourself were a player on a team, whose team besides your own would you want to be on? Like, who are the players that you would want to be on? So this I'm, team? A, I'm an actual player for the NBA and I'm being put on a fantasy basketball team roster. Yes, they are separating out. They say, oh, there's this league called Big Eagle Small Vertical, and we got to <laughs> uh, sort ourselves into these teams. And, uh, yeah, which team would you want to be in? Uh, that's a good question. Players? I'm going to pull up the – do you have an answer, Bryce? Um, I am going to say – I'm looking – when, when we play pickup basketball, one of the guys that I like playing with is Rick Hale because he doesn't play any defense, which means hey, – Rick Hale could be I, a proud listener of the show. That's fine. He knows it. He knows it's true. I, I, I'm terrible at offense, but I like playing defense. So I kind of like playing with Rick because it means I get to play twice as much defense. And when I get back – happy I, to let him play twice as much offense? Yeah. I'm ha- and, and, like, when – who am I guarding this t- time down the court? I don't know. It depends because I've got, like, two or three options because Rick ain't running up the court. That never frustrates you? It, when it's just Rick, it doesn't frustrate me. When there's, like, two guys that I have to cover for, it frustrates me. So I'm looking for somebody who does not have – I'll say super zombies so I can play Thomas Bryant's defense for him. Okay, that's fair. I was, I'm was i still trying to pull up all the rosters. Actually, do you still have Ennis Cantor? Uh, no, the waiver wire. Probably okay, I, I figured that was the case. So I'll take I'll, – I'll stick with my original and go with ta- – with If San there's Diego, a trade that San Diego I regret, Super by the way, it's that trade where I give away the protection rights to 22. That's a really ugly trade. So good for you, Bryce. Thanks. <laughs> My expense. Um, so if I'm looking, I got finally got the rosters pulled up. Let me take a look here. Um, What's your answer, Trevor? So I first gravitated towards Avatar on Blu-ray. Um, one because I think three of just my favorite personalities, apart from their playing ability, are on Kevin's team in Doncic. Jokic and Kumpo. I think that'd just be a lot of fun. Um, but then as I was looking at it now, I was like, oh, and, you know, we all know his his guys on the end of the roster aren't the best. It's kind of what's holding his team back a little bit. So maybe I get a little more run on the court. I think Jokic, Jokic might be the most fun player to play with. I I, I, I could see that being the case. Because, you know, Finally, he's passing from all over the place. I like 3D it. Limited edition. 3D Blu-ray. More um, Kevin Love on the show. I would like, I would like to play with Jokic. I was kind of looking at that, but then Trevor took the answer. Um, a second would be. Don't take what might be my first answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> he's like my fourteenth guess. Would be like, dang it. 
Uh, I think part of me wants to play on. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I play for the flock. You know, bunch of guys uh, who are down low, uh, playing that hard defense, getting those block shots. Uh, maybe I can just you know do what I do, which is walk three point line to three point line and get away with it I, a little bit more. I mean, even if you're riding the bench though, like what team? Like it could be just like the guys that you like the most on the team. Um, you know, like, as far as camaraderie goes, um, I feel like it'd be pretty fun to play for the Rainbow Riders. Donovan Mitchell, uh, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker. Uh, I think I'd have fun watching those guys play and being hanging out there. That was going to be my my second pick. So yeah, it's my second pick as well. And he's in second place this year. So way to go, Bram, on being number two. Also, he was the second runner-up for today's podcast guest. So yeah, yeah, there just you go. just a silver medal for Bram. Um, any other mailbag questions? No, sir. That's it. Trevor, any final tidbits, any final little uh, quips that you want to share with the rest of the league? How, tell us um, real quick. Can you give us an update on your on your drive for cancer? Oh, yes. Thank you for putting that promo in there. Um, I rode 21.5 miles today, and I think that brings the total to about 348. Um 348 so miles or 48 what? total miles driven. Um, we did hit the fundraising goal. I'm at $2,502. Nice. Um, so yeah, I had a massive turnout for the, uh, donations on that match day. Good. Uh, there's a week left. I'm planning a metric century, which is like a hundred kilometers, which is like 62 miles on Saturday. And then like 20 miles a day for the rest of the week. Apart from that, and we'll hit the goal of 500 miles. So it's been going good. All right. Well, hey, I, yeah. think, I think we can all agree you're doing something that's uh, pretty honorable and well worth time, unlike the time spent making a podcast about a fantasy <laughs> basketball league. Yeah. There's more important hey. things in life, like kids battling cancer. But um, Hey, there's heroes everywhere. You guys – this brings joy to my life. I like to I'd like to think that me and Bryce are the real heroes that you're <laughs> that you're pedaling on your bike and that you're listening to our podcast and we're giving you the strength to go on. Yeah, we're, we're your inspiration, Trevor. <laughs> I, I I crack up at the gremlin noise every time when I'm on my ride listening to you guys. So <laughs> oh. I'll probably listen to this one even though I was a part of it for you know. I listen to every podcast at least three times. <laughs> But it's more for there critiquing for, for future shows. If you start feeling too good about yourself, you listen to the podcast and it brings you back down. Anytime I make a treat for Tyler Hero, if I need to be humble, I'll listen to that podcast. Um, yeah. Cool. But in the future, um, yeah, I would tease the, uh, the Bold Predictions show that Bryce had mentioned you know, before podcast number one. So I'd like to go over that and uh, another tease that I can give is a potential uh, rebranding of the team so I know that happens every year but Ooh. this time this time it's gonna stick so this is that this is this new team name that you're gonna produce has potential to uh, stay for years to come is what you're saying yes oh. I'm, I'm sticking with it my personal so, favorite though was Duncan's toy chest if I'm being honest I like the homage to, to home alone too. You're a real psycho home alone too, aren't you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our current president's in it. 
Yeah. Uh, a groundbreaking film for sure. Yeah. I think my my favorite one was uh, Big Dunk Energy. Just kind of, you know, it's uh, got, you know, it's a little provocative. It's a little uh, with the times. So it would have made a great shirt. Uh, Duncan's well. Anyways, I'm looking forward. I think I speak for this rest of the league. We all look forward to rebrandings. Um, possible, hopefully, a couple more coming this year from different teams. We'll see. I like it. Um, all right. Well, on that note, I guess we'll leave you. Thank you, Trevor, for joining us all the way from uh, from the West Coast. And uh, and uh, everyone, you know, have a great rest of your day. Thank you.